five, <laughs> four, three, two, <laughs> one. Enjoys podcast episode eight. Barry's giddy as hell. Barry, tell me what's going on. Okay, welcome back to episode eight, everybody. Right, we are dying to kick off this episode. But first, we're going to give you the breakdown of what's going on in the show. Uh, first of all, we're going to give you the deets of the week. All the deets. The deets. Give them the deets to the lads and lasses. Uh, then we're going to move into the, the world of UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, we're going to move into football after there. And then finally, we're going to finish with a bit of rugby. But everyone is here for one reason and one reason only. On Wednesday, the world... The internet stopped and there was an explosion. The biggest event of 2017, August 26th, Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena, the money fight, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. We will be telling you all about it. I, uh, I actually can't even believe it's happening. You know that. Like, it actually saved the summer. It saved the summer. Like, no, no football World Cup, no Rugby World Cup, no European Championships. It saved us somewhere, didn't it? Yeah. For sport, anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, myself and Ross actually haven't even discussed this yet. We just, like, held out. So, uh, we haven't talked to each other all week, anyway. Uh, well, about yeah. sports. Yeah. <laughs> but, before we go into everything, myself and Ross, we started back training this week because we're going away to Marbs. So, uh, we're down training with Lee Ronan down in D5 Fitness. And so far, it's going great. Absolutely destroys us as well, by the way, doesn't it? Yeah, after the first two days, like, I swear to God, every part of my body actually wrecked. It redid. Yeah. Not only do I now walk like a crab, I'm also sunburnt as hell, so I look like a crab. Yeah, but that's because you you train for two days and then sort of take the top off to cut in the garden. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a terrible idea. It was actually very sunny in Dublin. Very not Dublin, but it was very Dublin that weekend. I was in work for the whole weekend, so like some was irrelevant to me, but <laughs> there's my moan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's all gonna come. Damn marbs. Yeah, but next weekend is where it's all going down. The boys are heading back to C sessions. Seafs, yeah. thanks for the tickets. Yeah, uh, we're not sure if we're going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We might just be doing the Sunday. It just really depends on what the situation is. But yeah, uh, all because Brian's gigs on Friday, isn't it? Yeah. We also Brian, one of our good friends, Brian Whittington, that's previously been on the podcast. Yeah. If you look at our YouTube videos, you'll find him. Yeah, he's playing. He's very talented. Yeah, he's playing Whelan's in a second sold, but almost sold out gig on Friday. And also another shout out to Graham Mitchell, one of our good friends. Milkman, Milky. Yeah, he just released his, released his latest single today. We just put a shout out there on the energized Instagram, Instagram stories because that's what we do because we are mm. sound. And you know what? We're going to give Milky a shout out for the next two days. <laughs> in case you're not listening to the podcast today, you're listening tomorrow, etc. Et We're going to give him a shout out because yeah. he's the main man. Him and Brian be getting shout outs. How sound is that of us to do that? Like, Yeah, well, we love our boys, so, like, you know what I mean? They have to get one. Yeah. No, that is. No, yeah, that's paid for it, everybody. If you pay it for yeah. it, it works out in the end. Also, we got a delivery sent out to us yesterday, wasn't it, Roscoe? We did. Connecticut. Connecticut have hooked us up. Big time. Sends out a lot of protein bars, some whey protein, some BCAAs. Um, the protein milk? Yeah, protein milk and some other box that I can't remember what it is. But we'll put it up on Instagram story so you will see it. Yeah, if you write them a message being like, good, good lads for sending the Energized Boys out some gear. Yeah, uh, hopefully they keep sending that. Yeah, we'll send you. are making those gym gains now. Yeah, they know we're going for a, through a transformation. Mind, body and soul. Roscoe. 
Bosmo. We're here for one reason and one reason only. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather. Let me say it again. August 26th, T-Mobile Arena. 154 pounds, 10 ounce gloves. It's a boxing match. HBO, Showtime. They, they're going to be doing a promotion fight. UFC yeah. are fairly hands off with by the looks of it. Barry, it saved the summer, didn't it? In terms of sport. Yeah, like, there was discussions about this going on ages ago. And we actually made a video on this a mm. while ago. Remember that? And we thought it was going to happen. And at the end of the day, it actually, like, it's after they signed the contract, the deal is done. Both men to make at least a hundred million each, and the funny thing is, like, not even five years ago, Conor McGregor was on the social welfare, and now he's fighting. He was closer four years ago. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, like less than five years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah that like he was on the social welfare. One hundred eighty-eight euro a week. Didn't have one sponsor in his first ever UFC fight against Marcus Brimage. Uh, made nine and nine, supposedly, or eight and eight in yeah. that fight. Yeah, so like sixteen grand. Then Dana, sixty G's, baby. And now uh, he made that. He's made that famous. Everyone says that yeah. now, don't they? Now everyone's. He's he showed everyone how to do it. Um, and now we like Floyd Mayweather. Like five years ago, didn't even know who Conor McGregor was. So now to fight the main man in boxing at the moment. If you like, if you, because the weird thing is, like Mayweather was actually retired. He hasn't fought in two years. And he's forty. He's, yeah, he's, he'll be forty by the time the fight rolls around. McGregor will be twenty nine. McGregor will be twenty nine, and. It's just, uh, it's an unbelievable occasion and everybody's going to tune in. And I say this is going to have over 4 million people watching it. Oh, well, 400 million pay-per-view boys, let alone all the bootlegs and, you know, and people at bars. and Man, this is going to be the biggest event of the year and then some. Yeah, this could, it could possibly be the biggest fight ever. Yeah, oh, well, I think it is. It's two worlds colliding. It's Conor McGregor, who's definitely top 10 sports personalities in the world at the moment. And then Floyd Money Mayweather, who is exactly what it says on the tin, the fella generates absolute gargantuan revenues of cash. Yeah. I think someone like Floyd Mayweather, because he talks so much about money, he gets more money. And I think McGregor does yeah. the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I was listening to Ariel Hawani, he was saying that, like, like McGregor, although he is his own person, he's almost, like, based his character on what Mayweather did. Yeah. Because it used to be, like, uh, Pretty Boy Floyd until he fought uh, Oscar De La Hoya and then he changed his persona to Money Mayweather. And uh, McGregor's getting more income now because the way he's so flashy mm. and he's sort of doing the same thing almost the way Muhammad Ali did. Yeah. Uh, Mayweather does and hasn't done. But um, I didn't think this fight was going to happen because Mayweather was sort of running it down for a while. But I think because he's been out of the limelight for a while... His name wasn't as famous, wasn't be, he wasn't being as talked about, and then he heard that McGregor's getting his name back on back on shows, being named in the, the newspapers, everything, social media, that he was like, who is this guy? Let's see what happens. And it was more like, I think Mayweather wants the fame again, that yeah. he, he had to take this fight. Because he wasn't, who else is going to fight? He's already fought everyone else. It's not even a competition. Like, he needs to be re-energised. What a plug. Yeah, no. When it comes to this fight, there's so many different interesting facets to the fight. For the first time ever, Floyd Mayweather is going to step into the ring into a contest with someone who's actually a better fighter than he is. As when I say better fighter, I mean if it, if it was unarmed combat, one on one in the streets, Conor McGregor would be able to kill Floyd Mayweather. That's For the, the thing. first time, he's going into a fight where 
he's not actually the better fighter. That's the thing. Like, even, like, in the press conferences and all beforehand, like, Mayweather can't be like, I'll kill you because McGregor would destroy him. So it's going to be a bit weird the way mm. they go back and forth. Like, it's different with Diaz throwing cans of monster thug. But, uh, it's, it's, but it's so funny the way it's going to be a man. 49-0. The only time he's ever lost actually was when he was fighting the Olympics and he was screwed over by the judges. And then uh, going against Conor McGregor, who's 0-0 in his professional boxing career. Like, it's 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 hard to even believe. Cause it, like, it's almost a bit of a rocky story, isn't it? Because he's come from nothing and now like he's fighting potentially the best boxer to ever lay some pair of gloves. Yeah, like Conor McGregor is his own TV show. It's actually not, it's as if he's not even real. The stuff he's doing is just, like, you couldn't even make this story up. And like, I, I think the fight itself is going to, it's going it, to, it's definitely, they made it a bit more towards McGregor's side, as in like, uh, 154, 154 pounds. 154 pounds, definitely, like, look how good McGregor was, 155 pounds. Yeah. Um, um, but Mayweather fights at 147 pounds, yeah. and he's not a big 147 pounds either. No, no, he's not at all. Like, McGregor, uh, sorry, Mayweather is referred to as a tiny man. Like, he's, yeah. like people are know him as that. No one ever calls McGregor small. No. That's the thing. I've yeah, never, the thing I've, is, he's actually not that big, but he's, no one ever calls him small. Yeah. Although think about Maybe it, when it's he persona. Stood, yeah, but he's he, he he's so wide. Yeah. I'm mean, like when he stood beside Ronaldo, like they look fairly similar size. Even though Ronaldo's like six one yeah. and like he's like very large. Yeah. And then that's the thing about this fight, right? You look in terms of stature. McGregor has a two inch reach advantage over him. He's two inches taller than him. He's uh, obviously much wider frame, much longer. And the thing is, McGregor's fat. Uh, what's called the harder puncher. Speed-wise, you probably say Mayweather's faster, judge on previous experience, but Mayweather hasn't fought in two years. He's also much older. McGregor's much younger, so mm-hmm. I'd almost say speed's a draw. But in terms of boxing capabilities, obviously Floyd Mayweather's leagues ahead of McGregor. But at the end of the day, McGregor for the, those first three rounds is absolutely terrifying, and he's a terror as well. Yeah, um, I was listening to Brie Brown Breakdown. Uh, Brendan Schaub was explaining that the boxer, what's his name? Maidana. No, uh, the sort of Russian guy. Who oh, sparred uh, TJ Dillashaw. Oh. Yarmolenko or something No, like that? Lomachenko. Lomachenko, right? He sparred TJ Dillashaw. Now, everyone who knows TJ Dillashaw, he's not like, he's not one of the best boxers, I mean, one of the best fighters in the UFC. In but his division he is, yeah, but not in the actual Oh, right, well, he's probably top 25, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, top 25. Yeah. Not like top 10 now. No. Right, so he was, he, those two were sparring and it said that Lomachenko... Lomachenko actually is, is pound for pound the best boxer in the world by all the stats, okay? And he said himself that when he was sparring TJ Dillashaw that it took him like four rounds to get used to the style of TJ Dillashaw. Now, if you put that into comparison to Conor McGregor who has the weirdest style in fighting, maybe bar Anderson Silva, but that's arguable, <clears throat> that how long is it going to take Floyd Mayweather, who is definitely rusty, like, I mean, like, you can't argue that he's not rusty, bearing the age as well. Like, how long is it going to take him to get used to the southpaw and the style of Conor McGregor? I'm very interested to see the opening exchange. Because Conor McGregor has come out so bizarrely in loads of different fights. Like, and he doesn't take the first step back. And he's going to be in Mayweather's face. And he's going to make sure he hits him. And... Lloyd McGregor says he's got dynamite in both hands. I know the left is the finisher, but like it's not like that right hand you want to be eating that yeah. either. And he's gonna come straight across, hunt him down, and who knows? Like you could land heavy in that first round, and 
your chin with age is going to go at some stage. Yeah, it's the death touch. The thing is also, like, bear in mind, <clears throat> Mayweather's known as probably one of the best boxers ever. Uh, if you've you've seen, like, in like his more recent fights, he sort of changed his style into more of, like, a counter-puncher. I don't think he's, like, always went like that. Like, he just knows he's going to outdo boxers. Uh, and then in the final few rounds, just sort of cruise control. Same yeah. sort of way that, like, uh, Jose Aldo would have done. I know that's... But like we're talking about a UFC fighter yeah. and a boxer, um, the thing is, fighting Conor McGregor. The thing is, he's absolute death touches in his, in his right and left hand. Uh, Mayweather, his hands his hands have been broken so many times that he can't. He won't knock McGregor out. He won't be able to. No. Um, obviously, each round as the rounds go on, Mayweather will get more comfortable. So if Conor McGregor is actually going to finish this, he's going to have to finish it early. Um, and uh, like the thing is, he's been. I've, Everyone has doubted him. Even if you haven't doubted him, you question him. Even if you want him to win, I, I just, I, I can, I actually can picture McGregor actually knocking him out because he's going to be going for it. That's the thing. Whereas Mayweather is going to be going for the twelve rounds. Also, how serious is Floyd May Mayweather Jeez. taking Conor McGregor? That's, That's the thing. No one knows. Like how 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 much is McGregor or Mayweather trained the last two years? No one knows. Like you know, is Mayweather thinking? Oh, easy money. I'm gonna go in there, beat up this MMA fighter, and then walk away. Yeah. And Conor McGregor is one of these. He is one of these freak athletes that, like, when he sets his mind to something, he's gonna do it. Like, look at that Nate Diaz fight, second time out. Like, he lost seven minutes in the first fight, and he was shot. Second time around, went 25 minutes. And yeah. at the end of the day, a boxing fight is gonna be what 12, th three, three minute rounds. Yeah. So it's gonna be 36 minutes. So like. You know McGregor for the first, you know, he's going to be fresh enough for the first, you know, up to five rounds. You see, I, I can just, I can picture him turning the whole lights off. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's, it's also, if you like McGregor, right, he's, there, there's, he, he's just so confident on him. Like, he wouldn't go into this if he didn't think that he had a chance to winning. Yes, he obviously does have a chance. Uh, but, um, like, it's sort of like he has, like, if they fought ten times, Mayweather will win nine and McGregor will win one. But like I have a feeling like this is what I actually think could happen. I think McGregor will win. They'll fight again. Mayweather will win, and then it'll go to a third. I I, I could see that all happening in the in the next like two and a half years. Jeez, probably be fifty by the time they got to the third. No, 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 the next two and a half years, you'd only be like forty-two. Um, I can't see them going three times in France. But well, what happens if they win one each? Like you have to understand, oh, but I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's like, enough. I don't think they're gonna fight each other ten times. But no, I mean, but I think it's enough. They win one piece. I think they, that'd be enough. They leave it. Yeah, like. They, but like, they make more money again. Yeah, but like once you have three hundred million, like how much more do you need? Four hundred million. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no I, 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 I can see your point of it, but uh, I, I can't see. I can see if, if McGregor wins, I can see a rematch. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's it done after that. I don't, I don't see the third. But at the end of the day. Here's all right. Here's the, here's here's the burning questions. What do you not like about the fight? Um, I would have liked if McGregor had a, like previously boxed. <clears throat> uh, being zero and zero against forty nine and zero is uh, is all a right, big so difference. You want previous experience from McGregor? Yeah. Okay. Where are you gonna watch the fight? Um, hopefully, the, hopefully we get sent out tickets. Anyway, that, that's number one or two. Yeah. All right, grand. <laughs> <laughs> right, and. On the business side of things, how big is is the fight for both fighters? This will just this will elevate everything about the UFC, but if it, it really depends on who wins, the, it depends it, on the fashion of the outcome, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it really does. Like if like McGregor, 
like he could just knock him out and then everyone like the way he knocked out Jose Aldo I mean he could just knock him out and then that like it would shut up the whole entire world like every, like how much of a boss would McGregor be if he just did that like, oh. like I mean I can't even fathom what like it's like I actually can't even believe this fight is even happening but like if he actually knocked out Floyd Mayweather well, I think I think if he knocks out Floyd Mayweather I'm going to have a heart attack sitting on my head which is just yeah. gonna, like like when he's fighting, when he beats Eddie Alvarez, like, jump around the room like lunatic, like let alone when he destroys um, Floyd Mayweather. But to me, the only negative of this fight is the money to it. As in, the average Joe can't get taken no, to no, it. No, and no. I hope that doesn't yeah, like ruin yeah. the atmosphere. And you have to be avoided. Yeah, you almost have to be avoided to the fight. And I hope it doesn't make it that there's no atmosphere in the arena. And when like the two <clears> come out, that. <clears throat> next to no applause you know what I mean because like, yeah. like the whole thing about McGregor is when he shows up he brings an army with him Yeah. so like if he can't bring his army with him I think that will be a negative effect but at the end of the day can't wait to say it, say it. first we're probably going to have McGregor Mayweather updates every week <clears> for the next <throat> yeah. until the fight happens no 100% uh, if it goes 12 rounds Mayweather is obviously going to win but if there's going to be a, if someone gets knocked out McGregor would be knocking out Mayweather that's just the way it is really yeah. Yeah, and unless Mayweather, unless McGregor like is absolutely like bollocks on his absolute arse, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah it, like the eight current, or ninth round, like TKO by Mayweather, the, Mayweather or McGregor's knackered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's the only thing. That's yeah. the only that's the only way you see McGregor lose by knockout, not by actually like physically getting knocked out, just by being so fucking knackered. Like Derek Lewis. Yeah. Very recently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Are we are we on to the rest of the UFC? Talking about the UFC after that feels like such a like a lull, doesn't it? Because we had UFC in Singapore that happened at like ten AM, followed by UFC Kevin Lee versus Michael Chiesa. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna go go back over to UFC Singapore. Uh, we're not gonna go too much into it because like barely even anyone watched it. To be honest, Bar, Bar Holly Holmes knockout nothing exciting happened really, did it? Yeah, well, uh, Rafael dos Anjos won in his debut in the welterweight division against Tarek Safadine. Uh, we call that actually. Yeah. Colby uh, Covington beat Dong Hyun Kim. Very convincingly. Yeah, they, they absolutely smashed him. Uh, Marcin Tabura beat Andre Arlovski. Like, but it, it was unanimous decision. So like Arlovski yeah. will probably fight again. And then Holly Holm beating Beshko out, right? We put a post up about this. It was the most perfect question mark kick technique I'd ever seen. And it was just leveled Beshko out and just put her like straight to sleep, lights out. Holly Holm, what a legend. Because like the last thing I wanted to see her was lose again. Yeah, this this is my thoughts on the card. Half Elder's Handos looks great at welterweight. Really outclassed, Safadine. Um, I really think he should just match up with Colby Covington. They were going at it on Twitter for a long time. And Covington proved he's a top 10 welterweight by beating Dun Young Kim convincingly. Yeah. So why not put them two together? Their schedule is perfect together. Uh, Tabura had a great first round against Arlovsky. Then it was just back and forth. And like whenever heavyweights go to get the decision, I always think it's a bit sloppy. So yeah, yeah. I, I always think they should get the finish. And then Kohei actually was quite successful in round one and two. But Holly Holm knew that Kohei was going to be successful uh, early on. That was her game plan. That was the way the style worked out. Next thing you know, Besh Kauai starts, you know, saying, come at me, and then, Gadoosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute left high kick. Very picturesque of the Ronda Rousey one. She actually had one in her earlier fight career prior to UFC. You can uh, look it up. That left high kick is Holly Holmes' secret weapon, and... Just wait, she Lloyd, moved the hips. The lights went down in Georgia. 
it was actually quite funny because like Beth Quaya looked like she was like no more and then Holly Holm canoes her again in the face with a yeah, left yeah, uppercut yeah. and like <laughs> I, I don't really like Beth Quaya so I wasn't yeah, actually yeah. too too against it yeah no I was just happy Holly won yeah. Like, yeah she deserved she, she, she's probably the nicest girl in the UFC yeah uh, did you see her fighting again in the bantamweight division yeah that's what she sorry featherweight she, no uh, unless, unless like they offer a total shot and she has no other option well, what's going on in the featherweight division Chris Oyborg is officially getting her featherweight title shot. They created this decision for her. Megan Anderson has been pulled out of her Invicta fight. And she's been put in the co-main event for UFC 214. What a great fight. They've finally actually done it. It's going to be the featherweight division. Yeah, but how cool? How Jermaine cool? Durand me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen... I've never... Like, I've never... Give us that back. You actually forget Jermaine Durandamy is the UFC champion. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade, it's right? probably the only champion you can pronounce her name properly. Like. Yeah. She is... She is... She put the water. She, she basically... She, be, she basically started bashing Holly Holm off the belt. Won the belt. And then ran away with it. All the way back yeah, to Holland. Yeah. It was like... It's like... Well done. It's like... Now you have to fight Cyborg. It's like... Oh, broken hand. Oh, no. I don't fight people. Oh, she used steroids once. I'm not fighting her. I've never seen someone more afraid of a fighter in my entire life. And, and like I don't care what anyone says, she does not want to fight Chris Hoyborg. And you're right, I can't blame her. But Megan Anderson, she looks tough as hell. And to be honest, I'm excited for that fight. I yeah. feel like it's a legit opponent for Cyborg once. I don't see Megan Anderson winning now, but I feel like Cyborg's not going to win there and like scare and like she's not going to scare her anyway. Would that be the main event? No, John Jones DC. Oh, okay. I know, I know. Dana White said he's not going to put John Jones, but like John Jones, Daniel Cormier is the biggest fight in UFC at the moment. Yeah. And just is, no, like, it is. Like, who are you messing? Right, we move on to UFC Oklahoma. Okay, uh, call us out this really riveting <clears throat> card. Yeah, okay. Yeah. UFC Oklahoma's this weekend. Headline the card will be Michael Chiesa against Kevin Lee. Uh, don't don't slag my mom. Yeah, look. I'm not gonna lie, I had zero interest in the fight. Then I saw that, even though it looked very staged, even though. I'm a bit more interested now. I want to see yeah. who's going to kick whose ass in the end. Right. Well, Person. Well, well, we kick it off from like the bottom, the bottom up, really. BJ Penn's making a return to the UFC. Again? Yeah, against Dennis Seaver. The like, 17th BJ Penn return. Uh, at least he's been given decent competition that he could beat this time. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think BJ Penn's going to win. Uh, if I have to guess, I'd say second round submission. Probably rear naked choke. Hopefully Dennis Seaver... There's something like Dennis Seaver I just don't like. Like just like a, a like I feel, I feel a like German he, troll. I feel like he's like a well enough known name that they they like throw they feed him yeah, to people. He, he yeah, a bit it's, of a name. it's like there you go. People yeah. know who you are, so we're gonna let you lose that person. Yeah, but the the, the Germans even like Dennis Seaver as well. We were in Germany and he came out and like it wasn't that eruption. <laughs> no, no, the only person giving out was Burma. Was yeah. Locked. Uh, okay, we're going to look at one of the other big fights. Uh, Titan Bosch is taking on Johnny Hendricks. The Barbarian Bosch. Yeah, uh, these two lads are sort of past their prime. But uh, Johnny Hendricks looks uh, looks slightly rejuvenated in the middleweight division. And Tim Bosch was on a good run until he lost to Jack Ray as well. So All right, Barry, let's call a spade a spade here, right? Well, both could be champs. Johnny Hendricks moved up to middleweight and then fought a welterweight in Hector Lombard in the last fight and got a decision against him. And it wasn't even that convincing a decision. Yeah, he looked a bit better. He went back to his wrestling a bit more. Yeah. Timbo can fight light heavyweight. And, like, he's not outsized there. He's a big middleweight. There's a big size advantage. Johnny Hendricks is quite a heavy betting favour. If I'm a betting man, and I'm a betting man, I'm putting money on Timbo. That's he's what big. I, I actually going to go there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's big. He's hard to take down. He, he's a tough hitter. And you know what? 
he's one of the toughest guys in the UFC. And I know people hate using the word tough because like obviously you're fighter, obviously tough. But the man takes a beating and then comes back in the third round. When he fought Yushin Okami, if you haven't seen Tim Bouch fight Yushin Okami, look at that fight. He's losing the first two rounds and then he just comes back in the third like an absolute warrior. He's never out of a fight. And I don't think Johnny Hendricks is going to be able to bully him around the way he thinks he is. He's, so, he's, he's got that like stupid strength. Like he's like... Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit of Mongo. That's yeah, what yeah, I call him. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a bit yeah. Mongo. Yeah. yeah, I can see that happen. Like, I don't think Johnny Hendricks even really wants to fight anymore. No. So. Uh, yeah, collect the paycheck, that fella. Yeah. So, moving... The car's the car not unbelievable. Yeah, moving on to the main event. Like, I can't believe like this is the main event. Yeah. If you told me 12 months ago this was going to be a main event, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, Michael Chiesa looked like he was on a bit of a tear. But, like, Kevin Lee's last fight... He hasn't fight, fought in ages. Kevin Lee's last fight was against Francisco Trinaldo in, like, in the middle of a UFC 212 Brazil card. And, like, first of all, Brazilian pay-per-views don't draw anything. And, like, it doesn't take much to get in the main card. So, look at the last Brazilian... Or, sorry, not 212. It was the one, whatever the one before that was. 212 was Aldo versus Holloway, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, like... They were letting absolute randomers Bambagusi get on the main card of that one. So like anyone <laughs> anyone can get on the main card of a Brazilian MA pay per view. And bang bows. Look, to be honest, Kevin Lee probably hasn't fought someone at the level of Michael Kessa, so I'm gonna pick Michael Kessa just due to the fact he's fought higher level competition. And yeah. he's also he's that weird Kevin, lankiness. Yeah, Kevin Lee is quite young as well. Well yeah. he's a submission artist. Yeah. And like, oh sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, or no, he's a wrestler. He's a very yeah, high level wrestler. Yeah, but he's but he's like he, tapped out. Yeah, yeah, people. no, no, he is. And so is Mike Kess. Mike yeah, that's Kess the thing. His yeah. rear naked choke is frightening. Would you say it'd be like sort of jujitsu sort of thing? Wrestling? Uh, well, it could, uh, you know, I think it's going to have a bit of everything. And I'm glad it's a five round fight. I think it could be a very good five round fight. Who's the winner caught out? You know what? I think if Mike Kess wins, he might as well go for it and say he'll fight. No, he might as well try and say he'll fight Tony Ferguson. Because, like, who else? Like, someone has to fight Tony Ferguson. I don't think Khabib, Khabib, Khabib's, Khabib's not going to be around. But no, I think Mike Kessel wins. He almost has a chance of getting it. I can see Kevin Lee calling out Nate Diaz just to make a bigger name for himself. Yeah, potentially so. Okay, so also... Yeah, the real big MMA card of the weekend. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, we don't usually do Bellator cards, but it's a big one this weekend. Um, we're going to kick it off with Ireland's very own James Gallagher is fighting Chinzo Machida. Yeah, this is Leota Machida's older brother. He was much smaller than him, which is yeah. sort of weird, except my little brother's way bigger than me, so it's not actually that weird. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this? It's, big, it's a tough test for James Gallagher now going into this. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is by far his most experienced and his hardest opponent yet. Yeah. Um, this is in got, Madison Square Garden, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah, Chinzo Machida's got some serious knockouts. So I'm, I'm fairly positive he has a flying knee knockout. Um, obviously, he's got that karate style based offense and... Yeah, James Conner, like, judging from what I've seen, he's a lot more jiu-jitsu based. So, trains over with SPG. I don't really, I don't really like saying I don't think James Conner is going to win, but, like, Chinzo Machida is, like, comes from a legendary MMA family. If I have to pick, I'm going to pick Chinzo Machida. Yeah, they're putting a, they're putting a big back in with James Conner here as well. Mm. Um, oh, it's very, it's very, very hard one for him. Yeah. You're gonna have to give us a prediction, Mark. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna go James Gallagher anyway. We're gonna be wish, we're wishing, him, we're wishing him all the best. Also, yeah. like if you don't follow him on Snapchat, he's like putting up daily snaps. Just yeah. like in fairness, I love his progress. I love he proved me wrong. So yeah, like, we obviously yeah. we obviously want him to yeah. win, but it's just like this one is uh, not an easy fight. Yeah, although he comes across as he's if not, he'll take anyone on. Yeah, I feel like he's only twenty. Yeah, he's Machida's, only twenty. Yeah, Machida's what? Like he must be nearly forty. So like. <laughs> 
Well, the older machine is what, 36? And if he's his older brother, he must nearly 40. You know I mean? Over 50. <laughs> okay, yeah. right, right. James got her fly the flag and like do us proud because uh, we're all supporting you. Uh, the next fight after that is Phil Davis against Ryan Bader. Are they opening up the pay-per-view? They are, yeah. This, 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 this is... This is quite funny because these are two the two best fighters on the card and they're opening up the um, pay-per-view. Light heavyweight title on the line. Yeah. What do you think, Barry? Uh, Phil Davis is doing very well in Bellator. He's a champ. Yeah, champ. And Ryan Bader's just after moving over from the UFC. Um, he was definitely one of the top five light heavyweights in the division. Um, he could also fight heavyweight as well. Mm. Um, I don't know, I just, Although he'd be undersized a heavyweight, but yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure, you can have it a few yeah, extra but, well. Heavyweight at Bellator, not heavyweight in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way I look at it is right. These two fought before. Ryan yeah. Bader won. He yeah. won a very clear cut decision. He's the better wrestler because he won a lot of wrestling. Davis is a wrestler as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, a very high level wrestler. But Ryan, Dave, Ryan Bader out wrestled him. I think Davis is the more skilled fighter. I think his jiu jitsu is better. I think his yeah, striking's no. better. And Bader's a bit old. Isn't he? Uh, he's just a bit basic. He's very yeah. he's basic Bayer. He's like a worse version of Daniel Cormier. That's the way I describe him. He's a better Tim Bosch. Yeah, yeah, he is a better Tim Bosch. Like Bayer's got power in his hands. It's a very like you know straightforward boxing style. Very good wrestler. Phil Davis. He has quite a few kicks. He might not throw kicks against wrestler. He's got some very good submissions. He's got his own submission. Um, I don't know for some reason. I think. Phil Davis found his home Bellator yeah. and I don't see him losing yeah. and also he's possibly got the best body in MMA Bar, <laughs> Bar McGregor yeah well what about, what about uh, Ronda Rousey oh maybe me should hate for like okay, she's yeah. retired yeah she's retired <laughs> so is Ronda actually probably yeah. uh, okay so what Bogo and Phil Davis yeah I think so okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, also Douglas Lima's fighting Lorenz Larkin Lorenz Larkin news to New to Bellator as well, straight away getting a title fight as well. Yeah, this is a very strange one because normal Bellator don't like to give the UFC fighters immediate title shot, especially because then Rory McDonald didn't get an immediate title mm-hmm. shot and clearly a far larger name. Yeah. Lorenz Larkin is an absolute beast, uh, absolutely destroyed Neil Magny when Neil Magny was on what like a 10 fight yeah. win streak. He was very dangerous in the, in the UFC, yeah. he just pulled the, pulled his, the runner. His striking is incredible, he has a win over Robbie Lawler back in strike force at middleweight. To me, Lorenz Arkin is probably one of the, the best talents in the welterweight division in uh, across mixed martial arts. But I feel like he never got any hype behind him. No. I feel like he's an unknown name. Yeah. Even though he has a cool style and all as well. Yeah, like I messaged him on Instagram a while back and like, he messaged me straight back. I was a bit like, you probably have some better to be what, what did he say? Who's this? Oh, he was over in Manchester and I was like, are you heading out tonight? <laughs> <laughs> what did he write back? No. No, no, he was. No, yeah. he was this. Yeah, he, he was called. Uh, he's good training partners with Michael Bisping. And to be honest, Lima, his brother's actually on the Ultimate Fighter at the moment. Um, he's a big but, reputation as well. Mm. Oh, I think he's very underrated as well. But I don't. Know, I think Lorenzo Larkin's kicks are too vicious, and I think he's going to get the yeah. job done. I, I haven't actually seen Lima fight, but he has a good reputation. But Lorenzo Larkin looks dangerous. Mm. It's hard to watch Bellator over in Ireland, <coughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not easy at all. Um, it's on the good channels. So we're both going Larkin. Um, next fight after that is Michael Chandler who's fighting Brent Primus. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about Brent Primus except the fact that he's maybe like He's 12, undefeated. Oh, is he, yeah, he's 12 now, is he? Yeah. Uh, I know he fights out of Oregon. He fights the same, uh, same gym Chelsea does. Chelsea rates him really highly but I, he's I know. He's very young as well. It's, it's a bit like the, the devil you know was Michael Chandler so I'm just going to pick Michael Chandler because I've seen him fight a good Been few there, times and like he's the champ at the moment so it seems like 
considering I don't know who Brett Primus is, I feel like he's never fought someone of Michael Chandler's level, so I'm going to pick Michael Chandler. Yeah, there's going to be too much pressure on uh, Brett Primus to perform that night. Uh, moving on to the co-main event, it's Fedor Emelianenko. First Matt Mitrione. Yeah, Mitrione. Meathead. Uh, yeah, what, what, what's the last emperor against Meathead? Um, look, Fedor is definitely one of the top 10, if not top 5 best MMA oh, fighters ever. Definitely top five of all time. Definitely <laughs> top five of all time. No questions asked. Um, did, you, did you watch the video that they made for them? And like he doesn't speak once apart from the very, very end. No. Oh, yeah, um, check I'll it out. To see it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a really good yeah. promo. They ask him point. questions and then they like cut and then go into him like murdering people. Yeah. In fairness, he has some very impressive wins with absolute all time top 10 dad bod going as well. Like, he, like never everyone. looked, never looked in shape. And He's just a monster. He's a Scary. black belt in Sambo. He's got serious hips. His hip tosses are fantastic. He's got submissions, great armbar, knockout power. Like when he knocked out Andre Arlovsky, I know this was before Andre Arlovsky had the glass jaw. Like <laughs> he absolutely buried him. It was like Strew versus um, Travis Brown. He's sort of he's sort of like a, like a tiger, and then he pounces. Yeah, he's very explosive. But as Barry Moore always says, he's brown bread. He's past it. He thinks he's like done. It. Matt Mitrione, biggest win of his career, going to knock Fedor Emelianenko out in the first round. Matt Mitrione's one of the most underrated heavyweights in MMA these days. His strike is unreal. He was teeing off on Travis Brown until Travis Brown decided to throw a few eye pokes in there. And like, I don't know, MMA, the most annoying thing about it is it actually pays to cheat. Like, if you eye poke people or kick them in the bollocks, it works <laughs> out in your favour. It or actually does, like... Or, or rub ice all over I, I, I th- I'd love to know the stats on... If you if I eye poke you and kick you in the bollocks, like how many times the person who gets eye poke and kick the bollocks come back and win? I'd say not a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Well, I'd say at least less than half. Yeah. What's your take on this fight? No, I'm just really looking forward to seeing Fader fight live. I, I yeah. watched. I watched a load of um, Pride fights, and by the way, Pride was so cool, man. It was so, so vicious. cool. And like that, but the thing is, there was no atmosphere. Everyone just watched. Yeah. But it was just like even the announcers, everything about it was so cool. Like I love if that was just like. Something like that came back, even having all the legends on it, like you know, what I mean, even having, oh, I don't know, it was like watching Overeem when he was so young and all, it was yeah. so cool. No, Pride never died, and there were so many people there, so many people in the stadium. So, what are you saying, Fader was going to come back and win Pride stuff? Can we not just break down Pride fights for now on? Oh man, I love watching Pride fights, it's, they're, it's so, class. It's, they're so vicious, like Rampage Axe doing like, yeah but, yeah, yeah, but you can like kick in the head and all, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, it's foot stamps and everything, yeah. or like head stamps and. The other, or sorry, Chogun Hill was vicious and pride. <sighs> it was, it was, it was deadly. I just, want, I, I'd love to see Fader come back and, and just like have a proper run of Beltor. I know he has a, well, a three or four fight contract, but hopefully, he actually, like if he wins, he'll be more inclined to fight again. And, and speaking of Bellator heavyweights, Roy Nelson signed with them this week. He could fight the winner of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. That big country's always fun to watch. Yeah, do you know, Joe Brendeshaw said that uh, when he was talking about Mitrion when they're on uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and Roy Nelson walked by. And Mitrion goes, look at that fat fuck. And then, like, and then Shab was like, Are you joking? That, that's Roy yeah, Nelson? Yeah, he's like, that's Roy Nelson. And he was like, who? Like, Matt Mitrion doesn't know anything about Fedor. Yeah. Like, he actually doesn't know anything about how much of a legend he is. Obviously, he's like, heard now because everyone's yeah. like, Blah. Yeah, everyone's like, you're following this legend. He's like, oh, yeah. you must following legend. Yeah, but like, he, Mitrion doesn't like follow the history of MMA in yeah. any sort of way, so it doesn't really bother him. But, uh, I'd like to see Fedor win. I'd, uh, like, I think Matt Mitrion's a bit of a, he's funny and, but I mean, and he's huge as well. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, he's way he's bigger. Got, he's he's going to have 20 pounds 20 on 20 pounds, yeah. But uh, 
I know. I just I'd love to see the old fader come back. So I'm gonna be hoping for fader. Uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. It's not Bruce Buffer. It's not UFC. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> think it was right. Uh, Chael Sonnen is fighting Vanderlei Silva. Now this Hold this on. beef just just had a brainwave on the Bruce Buffer. What if Michael Buffer introduces Floyd Mayweather and then Bruce Buffer introduces Conor McGregor and they just like share the mic or did it together? Actually, yeah, did it together. It'd be unreal, wouldn't it? Oh my god! Which, right. one, which one will get the gig? Oh, obviously. Michael. Oh, it's going to be Michael. Anyway, sorry. Back to back to the main event of the evening. Yeah. Chael <laughs> uh, Sonnen against Vanderlei Silva. These lads have serious beef. Uh, the oh, by the way, Vanderlei Silva probably has the best nickname: the Axe Murder. Yeah. Like that is. Like, and he actually looks like he would kill you. Like, yeah. he, he looks like he is the head of a crime yeah. gang. Yeah, I, I was watching him. Like, he beat Mark Hunt. Oh no, actually, he actually beat Mark Hunt, but the decision was given against him, and Mark Hunt was like, "What?" He was robbed of that. Yeah, absolutely destroyed Mark Hunt. One of Silva was possibly the most vicious fighter employed out of anyone. Yeah, he literally yeah, kicked like, in the head. Like, yeah, he he would literally like dance on your face if he if he needed to, and he. Swung from the hips, he threw everything with absolute venom. Yeah. He and like juiced out of it. Let, me, let me just run through the his career opponents. He's fought Rampage Jackson. He's fought Rich Franklin. He's fought Chuck Liddell. Like he's fought. Uh, he's fought over himself. I think he's fought the who's who of fighters. Yeah. He is like an absolute monster. Yeah. He's fought Michael Bisping as well. Like he's one of the best fighters in the world. Uh, like back in the day. Yeah. He, although he hasn't fought in a while now. No. And uh, well, he's coming at, off a massive suspension, isn't he? They're yeah. both coming off suspensions. Yeah, but look at Chelsea Sonnen, like how unimpressive he was in his last fight. It, it was as if he was sort of like joking in the fight or something. I don't know. It, yeah, but he looked in terrible shape as well. Yeah. yeah was, I want to see Chelsea Sonnen. I want to see Chelsea Sonnen versus Wanderlei Silva in Japan. Oh, man. Well, oh, man. Is there a possibility of that? No. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you think of this fight anyway? Um, yeah, I think looking at it, it's going to be Chael Sonnen versus. I think Chael Sonnen is going to take down one of La Silva and get the job done. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, li I like it this fight went to like a few rounds, though, which, like, you know what I mean? Although they'd probably both be knackered, wouldn't they? I think Chael Sonnen is Age the better wrestler. When these two have that little scuffle in. The ultimate fighter. Yeah. Chelsea took him down quite quickly and quite easily. So, I think... Yeah. I think he's going to do... He did, it actually. Yeah. yeah, he did, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's going to happen again. And unless Vanderlei catches him with some sort of choke like Tito Ortiz does, that's always possible as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be Chelsea on us to win. He's, he's actually very good at selling the fight as well, actually. Yeah. Isn't he? And also, I think Bellator needs Chelsea to win the fight. They're going to get more fights out of Chelsea on them than they are out of... Vanderlei Silva. Yeah. Silva also doesn't seem that reliable as well. No, he hasn't shown up to any of the media. Yeah, what's the story with that? Could be and then the like, and then like he what he showed up to one press conference in the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or are we? So yeah, is MMA talk over then? Very MMA. Yeah, really, really good week in MMA slash boxing news. Oh. Andre Ward also beat Sergei Kovalev, Kovalev by uh, TKO. He sort of hit him in the nuts and then TKO'd him. Uh, Andre Ward is like the pound for pound king at the moment, despite the fact no one knows who he is because he's not Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor. Were you impressed? Um, was I impressed? Yeah, I suppose I was because I thought Ko Kovalev basically won the decision was robbed last time out and Ward came out and beat him this time. Right. And what about local boxing news, Brady? Yeah, also... 
Paddy Barnes, uh, Irish, you could say Irish boxing legend, yeah. especially in the Olympics. Uh, he won the WBO European Flyweight Championship this weekend in Belfast. So uh, congratulations, Paddy Barnes. We put a post up on that if you didn't see it. For me, that's like our three Olympic boxing prospects are all undefeated, which is great so far. Yeah, they're killing it. So great yeah. time to be a to be a fight fan, especially from Ireland. Right, are we moving on to the football news? Yes, as you know, we all myself and Ross love football, and the the, the big big news is after happening the last couple of days. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, he wants to run away from Madrid because he owes him loads of money. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he owes supposedly he owes the Spanish government over fifteen million euros, fifteen to twenty million euros, and he's now asked to leave. Um, a lot of people were asked us, do, do you, you think if he, he leaves? Do you think if he leaves, he doesn't have to, like, that, like that's it, over? Because like, I'm pretty sure... I like, don't know, I, I, I actually, see, the thing is, I think he's just saying he wants to leave, so basically that, like, Real Madrid will, like, help him or support him. You know the way yeah. he is, he's so emotional and he's just, like, he wants, like, help. He's a bit needy for someone who's so, like... Everything. Brilliant. Yeah, Because apparently the reports in the paper said six weeks ago, he said to Alex Ferguson, which, like, I don't understand because, like, unless Ronaldo said it to someone... Because I can't see Alex Ferguson saying anything Ronaldo says to him to anyone. Yeah. I can't be like I can't see Alex Ferguson like after leaving me Ronaldo being like, guess what he said. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't say anything. He's apparently like said to him dad. like six weeks ago that he wants to leave Real Madrid. He says the fans don't appreciate him enough and they don't appreciate what he's doing for the club, etc., etc. Yeah. Which maybe is true. I'm sure the Real Madrid fans seem very hard to please. Um, yeah, and like, but what more does he need to do really there? Yeah. So yeah, you could leave, and to be honest. There's there's only three destinations I think available for him. Yeah. A return to Old Trafford, a move to PSG, or move to LA Galaxy. But I don't think LA Galaxy can pay him the wages he needs. Not not definitely not above board. Anyway, I'm sure they can give him sponsorship deals that he's never seen before <laughs> and stuff like that. And that sort of move. But like I don't think because yeah. they're all because they have like a salary cap or whatever they call it over there. Yeah. I don't think they can pay him enough. And then he's also like. A competitor and moving to the American League wouldn't do much from. Yeah, yeah, you can move to PSG, like they'd pay him a bazillion bucks and they'd love to have him. But the thing about that is he's like he also wants to play competition and like the French league isn't that competitive. Although yeah. he could get them their first ever Champions League. Yeah, he could. Get, he'd be on cruise control in that league as well. Yeah, he'd easily score fifty goals in that league. Yeah, and then yeah, the return to Manchester United, it'd be massive. It'd be a homecoming. I think. The one negative effect is, you know, it'll have this massive deal with Adidas and he's signed the billion dollar deal with Nike. I think that could be the only... Uh, I don't even know if that's going to be... The, the, the biggest thing is, right, when he was leaving... Uh, sorry, when he was there at Real Madrid with Mourinho, it was like a known... Like, they, they sort of fell out at the end at the end of the, the Mourinho's reign. Hmm. Uh, now, Mourinho's now in charge of United. Um you could say that they're both Portuguese, but I mean, like, just because you're both from the same country doesn't mean you're going to get along. Uh, the same people for Ireland, you don't like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, they're both winners. Um, also, if you look at the agents, they both have the same agent. Uh, also, Mourinho said that there could be, there there will be, or could be, one surprise in the summer, which could have been Ronaldo, because it wasn't Griezmann, because how is that a surprise? Because yeah. people thought that was going to happen. Which is absolutely but, uh, not happening now. Like, honestly... Like if I had like like my head says that he 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 will stay in Real Madrid because he yeah. can't really go anywhere else, but it'd be a perfect time for Real Madrid to actually cash in on that. Supposedly you're talking about 175 million, 
Now, which for, is that for him? I'm rather. Just that's him. what I was thinking. That's there's no way he's worth 175 million. No. Well, think about it now. Well, like, I, it's, the way I look at football now is what can you bring give no, back? No, it's like people are looking at transfer values and they're looking at the cost of players and people are saying that's too much and too much and too much and too much and you can't pay that much for a player. But the transfer side of things is a business side of things and the football side of things is a different thing. And you don't pay just for a footballer's playing ability anymore. If Manchester United bought Ronaldo for £300 million, <laughs> £300 million, Ronaldo would sell enough jerseys at Old Trafford that he'd pay for himself yeah, for that yeah. £300 million. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. It's irrelevant. Like Paul Pogba paid like for his own transfer fee in football jersey sales. See, Manchester yeah. United... Are one of easy. I think they're like the most well, well wealthy club in the world. Yeah. And if you actually look at it, when Memphis Depay, he was an absolute flop. Came uh, not really. Side. He was the most sold jersey in the Premier League that year. Yeah, but he wasn't a flop. Oh yeah, I forgot you scored a free kick one time. Didn't you? Oh no, wait, you didn't. <laughs> no, he was so bad. At yeah, that's what I mean. You slapped the number seven jersey on any Manchester United sign, and he was going to be the most bought player, most bought jersey in the world. Bar Michael Owen. Yeah, bar Michael Long because he played for Liverpool. No, but he played for United as well, number seven. Yeah, I know, yeah, but like, he played oh, for Liverpool, so no one's going to buy his jersey. Me, Hollow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, Ronaldo. No, I totally agree with you. Ronaldo's like, on the what table. Can you do? Yeah, it's sort of like, what can you give back to us? Yeah. And like, like, like I said, if Ronaldo plays for uh, Manchester United, he'd be wearing, like, you know what I mean? He'd be putting up Instagram pictures of, of Man United, etc. 100 million followers yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, they were what's called, like I said, when Ronaldo signed the billion dollar Nike deal, apparently his Insta- or his social media following is worth 420 million a year. Well, Real, Madrid, Real Madrid are sponsored by Adidas as well. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, so maybe what I just said was relevant. Yeah. Although, like, he might be more willing to move, or I think PSG or Nike, he might be more willing to move to a Nike well, look at the Pogba thing. Like Pogba came back to United because he was familiar with the area. Yeah. Now the thing is, we all know Ronaldo loves getting a tan, so yeah. like he won't be getting any tans unless he's hitting the sunbeds in, in Manchester. I think I, I, if Ronaldo wants to go up front as well, which I think he actually personally does want to play up front because like, look, Benzema was playing up front for <coughs> Real Madrid and he scored what? I don't think I don't think Benzema's hit twenty league goals in a very long time, if ever, for Real Madrid because Ronaldo scored so many. If you, if you look at the, if you look at his, what he's doing now at Real Madrid, like what's the, the next challenge for him, really? To be honest, I think you know he can pass up on Morata and just get Ronaldo. Like I don't think Morata's that unbelievable that you'd almost like have him sit on the bench for two years and no, then wouldn't give him. That. Wouldn't do that. Yeah, like just get Ronaldo. Like you don't actually need Morata. Yeah. Like really, see. Uh, I think like you can tell that myself and Ross don't actually think he will go to United and will stay around yeah. Madrid but just in a, hypoth- a hypothetical situation that he does actually have an opportunity to go it would make sense yeah and you know what you get Ronaldo and then like to make Ronaldo feel at home sign Pepe free agent you know what oh, I mean? he's, not, he's on the PSG oh was he yeah oh well, there you go oh well, that could I don't know whether those two get on even but who knows look Ronaldo Bring back Nani. Go. Bring back Nani. <laughs> <laughs> Where we go? Oh, you bring back um, Anderson. Anderson, yeah. <laughs> on, on the ventilator. Yeah, on the ventilator, yeah. Uh, look, who knows where Nani's going to go. Um, there hasn't been more transfer deals yet. Everything are busy, busy aside in the transfer market so far. I'd say you'd only be, I'd say you'd only be at United for a possible three years anyway mm. before he like does actually... He's going to do the American the American job. He's yeah. only 32 now, bear in mind. Yeah, what's called... I can see him from like... 36, 38 doing to America. Yeah, but we have Zlatan off the books mm. and we're going to, like, Rooney's going to go as well. 
Yeah, th- those two are more than paid for Ronaldo's wages. Yes, yeah. Um, that would be a perfect present. The only transfer business I've seen so far is Everton bought Klassen from IX, which is a great boy, and Pickford from Sunderland from 30 million, which is a lot for the goalkeeper off the team who finished last in the league. Yeah, just based, uh, on a, based on a passport, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, based on his English passport. Yeah. But I suppose he's young and he'll be there for the next 10 years. Yeah, true. Um, Barry, true, yeah. tell me this. Out of the top six, who's making the first big sign and who do you think it's going to be? Um, well, you could... I, you, I know, oh, I mean, like, a decent sign. Like, don't tell me that, like, Chelsea are after buying Robert Hugh from Leicester for four million, right? <laughs> Did they? No. All right. I just made that uh, no, Bernardo Silva from Man City is a good boy. Um, they also got the Benfica goalkeeper as well. Ederson? Yeah. And I think I think that's the biggest boy of the summer so far. So far, yeah. Because like I don't I don't even think your man Bernardo Silva is guaranteed to start for them. No, either way. Do you see the the players are playing in the Confederations Cup now at the moment? Uh, the official transfer window doesn't open until the first of July. So fair play to the city going in and getting the, getting some early signings in. Um, who do I think at the top six is going to be like? Who do you think is going to sign the first big player, and who do you think is going to be? Um. I, I well. I think United are going to do some effective business and get all these other players to fill certain positions. Do you think Morata is going to be the first big sign? You see, if this because of this Ronaldo thing, I think that could put the Morata thing on ice because there's no point in signing him and then Ronaldo. Oh, do you think the Ronaldo business could mess up Manchester yeah, United's whole yeah, summer transfer? Yeah, because remember Sergio Ramos a few years ago. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't, but I don't think Ronaldo will use United as a pawn. No. You know what I mean? And if he does, like, what an arsehole. No, I can't see him doing it. He loves the club too much. Yeah, I think realistically the, the the biggest transfer will be Lukaku back to Chelsea. You think so? Yeah. 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 If and that, Lukaku, that is a big. If, one. if Lukaku moves anywhere, it'll be a big transfer to him because it's going to be yeah. m- a very very minimum fifty million. Yeah. More than likely. It should be more than fifty. More, more than likely sixty to seventy. Yeah. With add-ons or something as well. Yeah. Uh, is that is that all in the football world? Yeah. Or should I say the Ronaldo world? Yeah. We just had to speak about that. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. not. Yeah. Ronaldo, come home. Take him home. Alright, uh, we're going to move into the Lions tour. Uh, the Lions played last Tuesday. They lost to the Highlanders 22-23. Uh, tight game. It was a very, very, very tight game. Uh, no, it wasn't actually a terrible performance, to be honest. No, as long as I see them, you could see the the connection was growing, growing, growing. They actually missed the kick, uh, but what was it, about 60, 60 metres yeah, out? Yeah, Elliot's Ailey, and he's got a massive boot on him. Literally just missed by like a, a half a metre. Yeah. Uh, that would have won the game as well. Which you know what, show great bottle for him to actually go over yeah. that. Although I think he tried to change his mind and the, the referee wouldn't let him do it, so no. he had to do it anyway. Uh, then that led into the New Zealand Mary game. Uh, if you've been following our Instagram and stuff like that, you can see that they actually beat the New Zealand Mary 32-10 on Saturday. The which best was, performance of the line so that, far. That was, they were so, so good. It was uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant because like, if they keep losing, what's the point they really follow? Like, what's the point? Like, you can't get yeah. geared up for the next match. And you know what? Toy Furlong was outstanding that game. Yeah, also P- Peter Manley was the captain as yeah. well. Yeah, he was. It was great to see him. Great to see him because there was question marks whether he brought on the tour or not. <laughs> but like, He's such a leader when he's actually there. He's one of these people who like stands up and is counted for. And that those sort of people, it's like having Paul O'Connell in your squad. It doesn't yeah. matter if he's captain or not. He's got a captain's mentality. He leads from the front. So does Peter Peter O'Mahony. Like he might not score all the tries, but like he's there and he's like picking his players up off the ground. He's and, a team player. Yeah, he's he's patting the lads on the back, saying good job, and he's yeah. you know giving them stick when they're not making the right tackles and the right moves. He's He's a leader on the pitch anyway. In my opinion, he's probably the best leader the Irish rugby team have, to be honest. I think he's more of a captain's captain than Rory Bestis. 
Yeah. Yeah. Although Rory Best is like an absolute mainstay of the Irish yeah. rugby team that like yeah, he's a great captain as well. But I think in terms of inspirational captains, Peter Matten he's up there with some yeah. of the best. Yeah, Rory Best is actually captain <laughs> is actually captain of the Lions tomorrow against the Chiefs as well, which is on yeah. Tuesday when this is out, so the match would already have been on. This is a quite a interesting game against the Chiefs, just due to the fact that if you're starting against the Chiefs, you're more than likely not in yeah. the test side against New Zealand, which is probably bad news for Rory Best, but he, who knows? He could end up on the bench. He hasn't overly impressed in the tour. Like, no. Yeah, you know I mean, he hasn't really... Yeah, but I, like in fairness, I think Jamie George is the, the sort of starting hooker, and I don't think anyone else is overly impressed either, so... No, I 100% he, agree. You could, easily end up, you could easily end up, you know, on the, on the bench for the Lions. Yeah, but comparing it to, like, Peter Manny, who was almost mm. written off... I remember Brian Driscoll before the tour said that he didn't think Manny was going to be picked, yeah. and then he goes and captains there, and mm. who knows what's I, I think I think he sort of looked at Stander... Uh, O'Mahony and O'Brien sort of went it'd be tough to see all three brought and all three did end up going in the end so yeah like, Sanders having a great tour as well actually yeah uh, which actually leads on to Saturday which is the first test against the All Blacks Ross what are you expecting from this well oh. the All Blacks went out and beat small 78-0 well the Lions beat the Maori yeah. 2-10 well, well they were drawing a kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were drawing for the first three minutes. Um, <laughs> um, look. Because you can't be, like, the, tomorrow's game doesn't really have any effect on the actual Saturday's game, no. so. No. Um, let's have a look at the team first. Who, who do we accept, expect to see in the team? Atoji and Cruz, I expect to see starting. Yeah. Um, I think it will be. Uh, I think we will see O'Mahony. I think we're going to see um, Fallis Howe at eight. I think Sean O'Brien has a great chance of being in the squad. Uh, I think Conor Murray cemented himself the scrum half. Reese Webb probably on the bench. I think they're going to go Owen Farrell, Ben Teo, Jonathan Joseph. I think they're going to go an all-league midfield. Sexton, he was good against the Maori, but I don't he, like the, he didn't have any kicking duties. Um, yeah. Lee Halfpenny I think cemented his position at fullback with what did he get 6 out of 6 kicks I think, I think he was 20 points against uh, what, 32 that's like very impressive yeah. um, he sharpshooter yeah exactly He he's going to be the fullback the wingers I think George Morris wasn't actually great against Mayor in my opinion but because he's so massive I think I can't see him not picking him I think Watson's going to be the other picker yeah. uh, position I think He's been doing well. Yeah, he's he scored a try as well, which yeah, it's not the form, is yeah, it? Yeah, you can't say that for most of the other Lions team. And at the end of the day, I think the team that I would say at least ten players who started or played against the Maori are going to start in the Test tour. I can't. I can't wait for that feeling when they start doing the haka and then it's just about to kick off yeah. and then just be like, right, what? Well, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be like a huge moment as well. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, are the Lions going to win? Probably not, but I'd love to see them at least be very competitive. Yeah, I'd, love to, I'd love to see them change my mind in the game and make me believe they could win. Yeah, let's just see who's hungry. Like, yeah. Who are the danger men really to look out for New Zealand? It's not even it's not even like so much like danger man like Savea on the wing is an absolute monster. He's like <laughs> the new modern day John Lomi, like not quite as large as John Lomi, but like He's an absolute Troy machine. Um like So he's sort of like me, like Yeah, like yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> very very more in the same fifties high school rugby days. On the uh, bench. Like Kieran Reed's a obviously fantastic player. He's I think he was one world player of the year 
last year I think it was and he's been nominated for like in the last three years a lot uh, I think he's been nominated each year in the last three years um, yeah they're just like Smith a fullback or unless you play in centre you can play both is there anywhere is there anywhere like the Lions could like pinpoint or is there anywhere that the Lions are definitely better than see I think Toy Furlong is like an absolute weapon of a man and I think <laughs> I think like the front row the Lions could like really give them you know so try to scrum as much as they can Potentially, although New Zealand scrub is very strong, like don't I'm not trying to say like the New Zealand scrub, they're so strong everywhere. It's like, it's what fun. are they? What are they eating? What What are they eating that those, those, we are not eating? Those like well, I'm gonna call them Samoan lads or Maori lads or whatever they are. They're so massive. Vuni Polo, Vuni Polo, the English fella. Yeah, <laughs> he's starting to prop. So we just uh, need to import more Samoans. Yeah, Ben Tio as well. Uh, like. They're just so big and so like strong and so athletic and they just read the game so well. Um, They're the best in the world. Best yeah. in the world. What What if you think if they had their starting fifteen right and then they put them all on the bench and brought out another fifteen? Uh, in the Lions against the second string yeah. New Zealand team. Second string New Zealand. Put it this way. Yeah, but they can't say they could be the first. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, if the world, <laughs> if the World Cup, they could be the first. I'm saying, I'm saying, if the World Cup was in New Zealand. And New Zealand, you, you, you got everyone in the world saying the best New Zealand 15. You took the consensus New Zealand 15. And they weren't allowed to play any of those players. The next New Zealand 15 would probably still win the World Cup. That's how good New Zealand are. So you're saying the Lions have no chance? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but you put it like well, that, I suppose, you just yeah. have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Well, like, I can't wait to watch it anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some event, some occasion. It's, it's three times every four years, so, like, why not? It's one in three times every four years, because obviously there's three tests regardless. On the Lions... You. <laughs> okay. Uh, also. Yeah, might as well finish on a winning note. Yeah, on a winning note. Um, last weekend, Ireland played at 6 a.m. against Japan, and they actually they beat them quite convincingly 50 22. They actually got like a trophy as well for that, too. Oh, I need to bring you back. Where to? To the beginning? No, to New Zealand. I forgot right. to mention Bowden Barrett. An absolute monster in the back line for New Zealand. He's probably my favourite player. And. I think there's questions over Aaron Cruden's fitness who's who's uh, in now half so like maybe if he's not there we have a better chance but like whoever they bring in to replace him is probably better anyway so sorry anyway so uh, just to, to put the knife in yeah yeah, yeah sorry sorry right. just name drop a few more New Zealand players who are also incredibly awesome yeah. that are better than the Lions players yeah get off uh, Google, get off Google there will you uh, yeah so the Irish rugby team beat Japan 50-22 uh, fairly like straightforward actually you could say yeah look for my liking the Irish rugby team is conceding a lot of points that they probably yeah, shouldn't actually, be yeah. uh, that was off over 40 points in the last two games against America and Japan yeah. not right in my book but at the end of the day a lot of the youth team players are getting a lot of experience and look they're putting up I suppose they might be conceding 40 points over the last two games but what they scored 100 over the last two yeah. games so they're also playing Japan again this Saturday yeah. before uh, before the Lions match as well if you're up for if you're up for getting up for that morning fry at about half five give us a <laughs> Gives oh, I can no, no. And get, up, get up at half three and go to the gym beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just don't sleep actually and yeah. just go all the way through. Uh, gives a score prediction for Ireland versus Japan too. Um, I say over twenty five points for Ireland. It was twenty eight last time. So you think they're going to win by less or more? No, what I mean like guaranteed over twenty five. Yeah, but I want to know: will they win by more or less? Oh no! Well, if Keane Healy's playing now half, like he's going to kick everything over. So actually, we'll win by fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a sarcastic 
No, not no, I was yeah. sarcastic the whole time, but not there. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if I had to guess, I would say Ireland will win 49-12. What an exact score by myself. But uh, I think they'll concede less than they have in the previous games, and they might be scored slightly less just because I think they'll be slightly more conservative. I think they just want... I, I just want to see Ireland tighten up a bit. Just tighten up a small bit. But, yeah, look, it's great to see all these young players getting the caps on tour. Yeah. It's very important, isn't yeah. it? Like... Uh, so yeah, to develop the youth anyway. Yeah, just see, get the, get some of the future in. Oh, here's here's a topic I, I want to ask you. The Lions have called six players into their squad. I'm not going to name them all because I only know Finn Russell. I, I know this quote called four Welsh and two Scottish lads into the team. Yeah, I think Adam Lee. I think his name is one of the props. Uh, but Warren Gatlin's called these six people in the squad because Scotland and Wales are in Australia torn, and England are in Argentina, and obviously Ireland are in North America. He called them over and then admitted that he called them into the squad because geographically they were closer. What do you think of that? Yeah, but also he knew them more as well. Well, no. obviously the Welsh players, yeah. Yeah, the Welsh players. Yeah, but mm-hmm. do you think it's a bit bad that he's calling over players that maybe are less deserving just because someone's like a 12-hour plane right away? Yeah, th- no, no. I, I, think, I think they're really just there to uh, well, hold the bags, really. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, they're there to play the midweek games. No, no, as in like physically, actually. like <laughs> Hold the, the bags for training? Yeah. Well, Finn Russell's in the squad for the Chiefs game. Yeah, but he must... Well, fair play to him, like... <laughs> <laughs> I suppose... I suppose it could be an inkling that Sexton might be starting in the first test game that if Sexton and Farrell, neither of them in that Chiefs squad, and then he yeah. wanted to call another out-half in, so maybe they're both starting in the... Yeah, but it's a bigger injured, no? Oh, he actually did get injured in the last game, so... Yeah. Oh, no, he's he starting against the Chiefs, isn't he? I think he is starting against the Chiefs, so... Who knows? Maybe, maybe he just in case. Maybe in hindsight, he was like, yeah, just in oh. case. What happens if two? What happens if Farrell and Sexton get into mm. the next game? Like Sexton gets pinpointed in, in every match. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's looking in hindsight and going three out halves wasn't enough. I probably should have brought four. Yeah, because realistically, there is a midweek side and there is a test side. Yeah. And they, yeah, but also they are playing against the New Zealand like teams, which would be like biggest teams. So yeah. obviously, you're going to get injured. I, I, you know what? I think the Lions didn't expect New Zealand club sides to be as good as they were. Yeah, they won't do that again. No. I I think this is the most losing line side I've ever seen. Yeah. Which is like, not great to say. Yeah. And like, then we have to play the best team in the world yeah. and then like try and convince ourselves that they're gonna win. Yeah, they've only turned it on in flashes, but um hopefully they all get it to go on together, like you know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. Just stay positive about it. Yeah. Um any final thoughts on the week, Barry? Um Any plans for this week? Do you have a bar work, a bit of training, then C sessions is really the plan. Yeah. Um obviously gonna be making sure to tune in for Bellator. Um, Saturday I'll cook you some food you cook the food yeah but before we finish I just want to say thanks again for tuning in last week we got a great response again yeah it's actually one of the most listened podcasts we've done yet wasn't it last week yeah although they all, you see the old people keep coming back and then listen to the other ones yeah true yeah yeah because yeah. it's not too yeah I feel like we've sort of got a flow obviously today yeah. we couldn't wait to talk about Conor McGregor but usually it's more of a yeah flowy like Artem yeah but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in again. Make sure to subscribe, right? Yeah, have you get to listen to the next one? Yeah. Episode 9 is going to be an absolute banger. Exactly. Post C sessions. Post C sessions. Um, yeah, guys, what can we say? Really delighted that you're all listening, getting great feedback. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you have anything you want to discuss in the next one, let us know. Hit us up. And as always. Stay energized!